you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Support for today's episode is brought to you by Form. Form is the first and only end-to-end system designed to make hair care simple. Let Form take the guesswork out of your hair care routine with their personal regimen specifically designed to bring the best out of your curls, coils, and tresses. Go to formbeauty.com forward slash the friend zone to get 10% off, free shipping on your first purchase, and a free Form Mini when you spend over $50. Get personal with Form. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The search show. I'm in the zone. Ice everywhere, ice everywhere. Ice everywhere, ice everywhere. Oh, bitch, it's snowing hell, girl. Oh, yeah. Bitch, this is not right, girl. I had to go get the fire logs, bitch. I had to go get the wood this morning, girl. girl. Shout out to Big Frida, because this weekend it was ice everywhere, ice everywhere. <laughs> yes. Boy, it was colder than a witch's titty in a brass bra in New York City this weekend. What? You hear me? If you didn't know it was the holiday That's season. That's some kind of cold. You know now. <laughs> Ain't nothing colder than a witch's titty. You put that in a brass bra. You know, normally a tit, a breast, a breast, a breast. <laughs> Why are you shaking here? Are you S-M-H, S-Y-H? I am. I am. Normally, breasts are warm. Are you S-Y-H? They're normally warm in nature. (laughs) On every animal, really. That mammary area is usually warm. So, you know, for a witch's titty to be cold, that's how you know that temperature was ice frio, a.k.a. brick. Brick, okay? It was cold. It was some kind of cold, friend. I walked out. It was that kind of cold when you walk outside and you just start patting your abdomen. You just be like... (laughs) Put your coat on, you'd be like, ooh, shit. Let me just pat my abdomen. Let me pat my abdomen. That's what you do when it was cold. It was that cold. We ain't even five So shout out to Big Frida. Shout out to Big Frida. (laughs) Welcome to the Friend Zone. We can look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Musty brain. You see, I got quiet. Don't nobody want one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, friend. Hey, Dustin. You are just on fire. You know, I'm burning up. (laughs) On fire. (laughs) Burning up. That's why Faith Hair always read. That's how they... She's like, I got the perfect line. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm on fire. Burning up. Emoji hair ass. (laughs) Faith got that flame emoji. What color is that? 13C. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm just playing. Why did I see... Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't tell me to go ahead. You the one. Oh, you're on a roll. Keep right, it going. Whatever. Go on. Go on. Go on. How are your weekends? It's good. It's real good. It's great. What'd you do? Very good weekend. I worked this weekend. I uh, fellowshipped. 
Um, I Aww. actually got a chance to go to a concert this week. Um, I went to see Fantasia's Christmas concert. Yes. Yes. And it was, it was Are amazing. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh, shit. Um, my dear friend Demetria McKinney performed. She opened up for her. But unfortunately, I missed Demetria's performance because I was oh, coming shoot. from another event. Mm. But I did catch, um, but I'm going to make that up. But I did catch Fantasia's performance. It was so good. She's so polished, so refined. And to see her at this um, stage in her evolution as an artist and as a performer, she she's a natural. You know what it was. I mean, I would love to see her live. So the vocals and it was it was poinsettias across the stage and Christmas oh, lights I everywhere. Your clips. I <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, baby! Oh yes! <laughs> poinsettias everywhere! Poinsettias everywhere!" <laughs> That's what I saw when I seen them clips of her singing "Bittersweet." Oh my god, I was dying. Oh I was like, god. "Wow!" By the time she got finished, man, my arm was under my arm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, man? I was just sitting there like. Boom. I cannot believe how deep she did. It was amazing. Oh my it was God. an amazing show. So shout out to Fantasia. Yeah, what about Amen. you, Asante? I had a great weekend as well. You know, after seeing a dope ass show, getting in the holiday season with you guys, Louis York perform. Shout out to Claude and Chuck. That was amazing as hell. Oh my God! Just everything that those guys stand for. It's like it's it's always dope to have things reinforced for you. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they do our intro for our show and they're Man. as talented and awesome as they are and the things that they, you not want to do, the things that they do for the community of music and weirdos and shit, it's just awesome and I just am refreshed all over again. And so, those outfits. Uh, and oh. those outfits. Where is mine? I, want, I need to be a part of the collection. <laughs> Y'all, they have these custom made yeah. jumpsuits and the chandelas. Shout out to them. And the chandelas. Yes. Jumpsuits as well and dresses and everybody was just Everybody was on their A game, vocally, performance-wise. It was just, I, it was an amazing show. And the fact that they wrote and are responsible for Bittersweet by Fantasia. So the See, very song that go. spoke to oh. us, there it shout is. out to Claude Kelly and Chuck Harmony. So that just, their reach and their work is just, I mean. Epic. And they just, uh, I don't know if you caught that they contributed to the new K. Michelle album yes, as yes. well. Yes. So, Run, Don't Walk, right? Yeah, Run, yep. Don't Walk is a track that they wrote Probably and her produced. her best work, yeah. Okay. Shameless <laughs> For <plug>. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely check that out. Shout out to Louis York, yes. my loves, Chuck Harmony and Claude Kelly, yes. uh, Mike Piazza, the engineer, just the whole crew, Grammy the Shindellas. I know the Grammy family. The Shindellas, Tam. Yes. Stacy. Stacy and Casey. And yes. Casey. Yes. Shout out to Stacy, my yes. fave. I love them all. It was all good. <laughs> but that Stacy just, the way she, she the one came out dancing with Claude. Yep. You know what and I mean? She yes. played the later. Guitar. Yeah. yeah. So it was awesome. Definitely support them, you guys. They're amazing. Yes, it was dope to see them. And then I also got to see SZA. Mm. So shout out to SZA. Like oh my God. She killed it. Oh my God. Well, you know, I caught the tail in the Shmino. I hope that uh, 2018. Uh, treats the people that I want to see do bigger and better things. The year I'm thinking 2018 is somebody a rapper that was on the show. <laughs> uh, that one too. I'm no, I just hope that. Damn, y'all. <laughs> so I just hope that next year is really a moment for a lot of people. But Smino, like he performed his ass off, and to see him live, just to know that he has that type of artistry is super dope. Uh, talented dude to watch perform, and then for SZA to come out there and to watch her growth and really just speak to the audience. She didn't even have to have backup singers because the whole audience would sing the fucking song oh, so before her ass 
would even come out. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, she probably can't come out because, you know, <laughs> y'all won't stop. Y'all won't shut like, up. Which was fine. I was part of it, too. Like, I'm probably thinking she's back there like, well, I'll just sit back here until they're done singing. Because like, so it, it was that kind of party. Ooh. So, shout out to SZA for that. And shout out to Chance the Rapper for coming out. Oh. That was a moment for me. I love Chance the Rapper. I got to see him in New Orleans. So, to see him again perform on that Child's Play record, which is an all-time SZA fave, was awesome. Sick. How about you, friend? My weekend was incredible. I know you was moving. Yeah. Girl on the go. I know it was the last weekend, uh I mean the last weekend, the last stop of my wellness well, tour. Yes. Congratulations. So, very proud of that. Very excited. The women, let me tell y'all something about Houston. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. That was how you end a tour. Wow, friend. We had I can't even explain to you how incredible those women were. We bonded to the point that when it was over, everybody was like, no. Like, wow. Just amazing. It was like the real warehouse on the last day when right? nobody want to leave. And everybody's like tearing. <laughs> like, I just met you six hours ago and I love you. Right. So it was just perfect. I mean, a testament. Solidified everything I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and really set the tone for next year's tour. So I'm That's just so fantastic. thankful. Yeah, it was just perfect. Perfect, perfect momentum. And... Of course, like I said, more information about next year's tour will be coming out not anytime soon because we need time to restructure and rest and recalibrate um, and get our ducks in order. But Uh all of that will be out soon. I'm very, very thankful for every single one of you who attended the stop, every single one of you who was on the waiting list, who tweeted me, who wanted tickets, who you know, loved up on me for creating the tour and just all the sweet messages. Like, I'm just, this was probably my proudest moment of my career thus far. And Damn, I love friend. you guys for being so supportive. It's just amazing. So amazing. So thank you. I'm still high off of this whole thing. Um, and then, of course, running from Houston. <laughs> and I went to Claude and Chuck's show with my suitcase. With your suitcase. Yeah, I rolled up <laughs> and then it was such a pleasant surprise to see Dustin, Asante, and Crystal there. Aww. Right? Uh, and Crystal's coat. And Crystal's bomb ass coat. <laughs> it had its own moments. It so you really have to mention did. It. <laughs> um, so it was just perfect. It literally was what I would describe a perfect weekend of my career feeling great, being around all of my friends, and just knowing that everybody's excelling. I think it's the perfect way to close out the year. I know that's right. Right? (laughs) So I feel good. Life is good, right? So are you guys ready to jump into this week's episode? Yes, for sure. Let's do it. Okay. So, you know, we always start with the recap. So last week, (laughs) you guys are hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Last week, we were talking about neurons and we did a little bit of a science episode i really love how excited y'all get um people were like oh my god eternal sunshine of the spotless mind um so we had a really fun uh episode about this new study that uh, scientists have figured out how to remove memories from the brain and so we were asking if there was a pill would you take it? Would you remove memories? And of course, as always, you guys had a lot to say. So Asante, who stood out to you? Shout out to Amber, who emailed us at the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Uh, she emailed us to tell us, very interesting topic this week. While I don't think I would ever try the drug myself, I see how it could help as an aid to those who have issues with coping with trauma. The downsides to this, as mentioned in the episode, is the probability of abuse with such, a, a, such of a substance. 
There's currently yes. a drug that, as far as I know, only is in Colombia. The drug is called scopamine, or locals refer to it as devil's breath. And then wow. she and they were, yeah, Amber <laughs> referred to the uh, there was this Vice documentary where they talked about it. But anyway, the drug completes your memory clean for hours while you're high on it. It's been used to ruin mm-hmm. the lives of so many locals or tourists who visit Colombia. In one scenario, the man was intentionally drugged with scopamine, set up by women and robbed by men. The scary thing is you're completely <laughs> coherent and function- functioning as normal. You just have no idea what the hell is going on, making it easier for your attackers to lure you to do anything and you'll listen. But once the high comes down, you remember nothing. You're broke, you're broke your belongings are gone, and you don't remember why. One guy even lost his friend because their attackers had given him too much of the drug since the original dosages did not make him lose the, his memory. So I just thought it was crazy because I remembered seeing something about that doc about uh, making people forget. And I was like, I ain't watching this shit because I'm not trying to forget nothing in no foreign countries. But <laughs> that right there is very, very high risk. Like, imagine somebody trying to forget and then they OD. They're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to need another hit because I'm definitely like still in a state of mind where I think I'm remembering because if you're you can still be coherent. So Ooh. that was scary to me to think about. But thanks for writing in, Amber. What did you find, friend? Um, actually, mine is going to be sort of a compilation because it was so many people said the same thing, but people were like, do you guys remember that episode of Black Mirror where he was worried about his wife cheating on him? Did you guys ever watch it? The one no. where it was the he was watching the videos yes! back in the eyes and shit? Yeah. And people were like, what if it gets to that point where not only can you control your memories by taking this pill but they create some kind of software technology where you can also tap into the memories of people around you with some kind of hardware you know because he in this in the episode for those of you who didn't catch it um of black mirror it's on netflix the husband was worried that the wife was cheating he was asking her and she was just like no what are you talking about so he tapped into her memories and was able to scan her brain and kind of like scroll back, kind of mm-hmm. like a feed. Like he just what? scrolled back enough to the time that he was thinking she was cheating and was able to see her memories and like actually watch them as if it were a movie. And he saw that she sure enough was cheating. Dang, on him. that's <laughs> exactly what I was about to ask. Right? Cheat? So it's an amazing concept. So I totally forgot about that episode of Black Mirror. You know what else it made me think about? Mm-hmm. Kind of a different vein, but uh, Vanilla Sky. You know, they were oh, in those, like, capsules yeah. and sleep, but even how they had the construct of building the memories and being in that, like, stasis and shit. All the things that they're trying to do with the brain in the future is just making me want to be an older lady and crawl up and not be worried about any of it. <laughs> honestly. But what did you... Let, let's talk about this compilation of comments you found, friend. Oh, and actually... Well, no, I, that's it, because it was just so many people said the same thing. So that's how I was like, I'm oh. not going to read all of them. But the episode is called The Entire History of You. And it's on Netflix now. Yes, please watch it. It's amazing. And no, I didn't ruin it because there's a lot more to it. Yeah, way more to <laughs> it. Way more to it. So that's it. What about you, Dustin? What did you find in these Twitter streets? Okay, so I want to give a shout-out to, and this is literally one of my favorite tweets of all time. I want to give a shout-out to Stretchy, Stretch Marky Mark. Um, the Twitter <laughs> handle is at A underscore trip. A underscore T-R-I-P. Who tweeted, and I just want to add that attached to this tweet is a gif of Jocelyn saying, I cannot, I cannot. I can see That's it replaying it. over and over. So she says in the tweet, right? Okay, so how about my daughter tells me she had to fill out some information about herself at school. They asked for hair color. Y'all know this little girl put down one B. Oh. <laughs> 
That's no one. Lord, the baby put one B as her hair color on her on her like emergency card. That's one of my favorite tweets of all. I would love time. to see the teacher. <laughs> the teacher's response. Oh my God. Like, like what? <laughs> and I also want to give a shout out to <laughs> she was a white teacher. Oh, you imagine? <laughs> hair color, one B. <laughs> She's confused. You know, she circled it in red. Like, I don't think you understood the question. (laughs) I read that shit, man. I fell out. Okay, I want to give a shout out to um, at Ayana the Diva who tweeted, y'all, I never saw the whole thing of the lady who faked being a sign language interpreter until now. Somebody please come pick me up off the floor. She attached the entire two-minute video of the lady who was standing up um, next to the police officer. As he was speaking, and she was being a fake sign language oh interpreter. Oh my! You see that? I could not believe. I, I've never but it was in my so life. So obvious. Yeah, it, she was literally. What was she doing? It was like she was like braiding <laughs> invisible hair, or you know, uh, gang signs. You know what I'm saying? Or like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what she. I, I had never. She was doing like childish <laughs> rock songs. Yeah, talking to each other and shit. Rock, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I've never seen that <laughs> doors open and she's moving her hands in and out. I've never seen nothing like that in my life, and I cannot believe that she got her black ass up there and fake as a sign language interpreter on the news. I just can't believe she never thought nobody was gonna say nothing. I just can't believe it. So I just don't understand. I don't understand why you would. <laughs> Um, I also want to give a shout out to my baby, the beautiful Mary J. Blige. And this tweet comes Aww. from Variety yes. Magazine. I was so happy for you when I saw that. <laughs> you know, I was I just my heart. <laughs> so the tweet uh, is an article that Variety Magazine published that says, Mary J. Blige joins illustrious group of Golden Globes double music acting nominees. So I guess it's like a, a an honor, a distinguished honor to be nominated in both you know, an acting category and the music category, original song category at the same time at the Golden Globes That's like Mary huge, J. Blige man. is. So Hell. shout out to the OG legend, Mary J. Blige. <clears throat> I hope she wins both. I hope she take them. I hope she, I hope she doing both sweeps. <laughs> I hope she doing both. She close to them both. You know, they, they real they close. Like, yeah. They like, man. <laughs> um, and you know what? That's all I have for the Twitter streets this week. I do have one more email that I mm-hmm. forgot I want uh-huh. to chime in. Uh, this one actually comes from Jessica. I don't want to give out your last name because I want to give out too much of your business. Justin. The subject is fun fact. Uh-oh. Hey, gang. I just wanted to write it real quick and say that Dustin's Peebo Bryson took me out. <laughs> oh, man. And he's my mom's, I won't say her name, first cousin. Just oh, wanted to share. Oh. I don't know her mama. No, not you, but people might be like... No, I don't not know. you being her mom's first cousin. Oh. <laughs> Peebo. Peebo was her mom's oh, first like, cousin. Who, who, which one of my cousins wrote that shit into the show? <laughs> oh, she, Peebo right, exactly. first cousin. Oh, right. that's lit. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So you, so you got your line now. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm with it now. Like I always say, I'm with you when you're right. That's why I'm like, well, who's, which one of my motherfucking cousins and wrote into the show talking about we related? Yes, that's wonderful. So shout out to Jessica for being taken hey, out by Jessica. that. Bryson, forget Jessica Bryson. She said they related they to Peter Bryson. Yeah. Yes, all right. Jessica Bryson. She's part of the thing. So thank you for yeah. that, Jessica. Oh. Thank you, Jessica. And shout out to the other girl who tweeted me and told me that she wanted me to do a Tariq impression from Power this week. <laughs> and I'm gonna find a way to to add it in somehow, some way throughout the episode. If I don't do it, y'all remind me by the end of the episode. You're gonna I'll just do it. On you're the gonna way know. Out. You're gonna remember. I'm gonna find a way. But she wants me to do when he had that gun. <laughs> Remember when he pulled the gun on the dude? <laughs> oh my God. 
So we'll, we'll get there. Yes. We'll get okay. there. Go on, go on. So let's get it started. So I wanted to actually uh, say a quick PSA before we do get the topic started because we have two time-sensitive topics that we have to bring up to you guys and put into your awareness. Yes. The first one being that the Affordable Care Act, which also known as Obamacare, the deadline is this Friday, December 15th. If you do not have insurance or maybe you want to switch to a more affordable insurance, please, please, please get yourself covered. Healthcare.gov. I'm very sensitive to this, guys, because as you remember, I got super sick when I was 25 unexpectedly, literally from one day to the next. My kidney was malfunctioning and I was, I can't even say how much in debt because I just paid it off. Put it that way. It happened when I was 25. I just paid it off last year because I did not have insurance because I never thought that I would be sick. I thought because I didn't eat too crazy or, you know, like, or I just thought I was invincible. You know, when you're young, Mm -hmm. you just kind of assume it won't happen to you. Unexpected as hell changed the trajectory of my life because I came out the gate out of college in debt when you already have debt from school loans. So it was just a badass combination. So please, 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 I understand that health insurance is frustrating because you're paying monthly (laughs) for something that you don't even know if you're going to put to use. But trust me when I tell you, it's better to have it than not. Y'all better get it and use it. Please. Checkups, all sorts of things. Exactly. Get your whole whole everything. Okay. Checked up. (laughs) So just had to put that out there. (laughs) Here y'all you go. gotta get checked in. <laughs> <laughs> so healthcare.gov, please, 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 and and spread the word to everyone around you. And then the second one is net neutrality. I know this one is scary, you guys, because it is. By the time you guys listen to this, I feel like the next day it'll be too late. It'll, no, it'll be Don't too late. Right? Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> no, but the vote will go in the next day. So please, 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 this is time sensitive. Just to break it down for those of you who are unaware, and I'm reading this from SaveTheInternet.com. It says, net neutrality is the basic principle that prohibits internet service providers like AT&T, Comcast, and Verizon from speeding up, slowing down, or blocking any content, applications, or website, website, you hear me? Website you want to use. Net neutrality is the way that the internet has always worked. So what happens is... um, Net neutrality is the Internet's guiding principle. It preserves our right to communicate freely online. But if we lost it, unlike the open Internet that has paved the way for so much innovation and given a platform to people who have historically been shut out, it would become a closed-down network where cable and phone companies will call the shots, you guys, and they will decide which websites, content, or applications will be accessible to you. Think of how scary that is. This would have an enormous impact. Companies like AT&T, Comcast, and Verizon would essentially be able to decide who is heard and who isn't. They'd be able to block websites or content that they don't like or applications that compete with their own offerings. So it's a devastating blow. So please, you guys, if you are interested, there is a website called Resist. Dot bot that's r-e-s-i-s-t dot bot b-o-t and you can send a text to 50409 and text the word resist it's going to ask you 
hella personal questions. Just be warned. It's going to ask your name. It's going to ask your address. But understand that it's asking this information because a, a fax is being sent to lawmakers. So there has to be a name attached, number one. And they have to send it to the lawmakers that represent your district, represent your areas, which is why they're asking for your address. Once you put that in, it'll ask, it'll tell you who your representatives are in the House, um, in Congress, and then you tell them the message. You literally text it out. And the cool part is it will fax it to the representative, to their office. So they're blowing up their fax machine. <laughs> Think of how many people are using the service. Their offices must look crazy. Being so, that number. Right, be <laughs> in that number. <laughs> so once again, that's resist.bot and save the internet. Spread Please. the word, you guys. This Crazy. is really, really life-altering and important, especially for us creatives. Word. Right? Okay, so that's it. Just had to throw that PSA out there. Now, let's jump into this week's episode where I kind of mentioned it casually a couple weeks ago where I was like, Bitcoin, and then we Bow. signed off. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been doing more research. The reason that I hadn't mentioned it uh, prior is because Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is becoming mainstream, but there's still a lot of volatility with it. There's a lot of uh, networks that aren't really secure, you know, people getting hacked. It's just sensitive information. So I wanted to make sure I knew all about it first, tried it myself. Um, before bringing the information into everyone that's listening's awareness. So I figured what better way to introduce the topic than to have someone in the tech field who is young, who is consumed and immersed in the culture of cryptocurrency. <laughs> he's a Georgia Tech alum. Uh, he's from Harlem, or at least he lives there. <laughs> the uh, cryptocurrency field is very white, so I wanted to make sure to get someone that understood how this could integrate into our cultures directly. So this is Zion. Please welcome him. He goes hey. by <laughs> he goes by Cloud Crypt. Oh six, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 06 on Twitter. That's and your rap name? <laughs> no, that's, that's the go-to, bro. That's C L O U T C R Y P T 06. Definitely follow him. He has enlightened me so much, you guys. I was doing my research, but you know, you can go but so far on your yeah. own. So I definitely wanted to uh, be able to pick the brain of someone immersed in it like I said earlier and this is a perfect person I saw that he was literally like tutoring everyone else on Twitter I was like that's the go-to guy gotta get him for the friend zone and here he is so Zion please introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about who you are um, and how you even discovered this black hole of cryptocurrency before we explain what it is I'm a software developer. I just graduated from Georgia Tech in May. Hey. Yeah. ATL. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I got my bachelor's in computer science, minors in business um, through tech, uh, technology and management program. Um, how did I get started with crypto? Let's see. Um, well, I first heard about it um, when I took this class. It was called Emerging Technologies. I took it. It was part of the, the business minor that I had. I took, I think, in 2015, and that was the first time I heard about Bitcoin. Because we were talking about all these new technologies and how they could disrupt uh, different fields. 
Um, so my professor was actually the first person that told me about Bitcoin. So he was telling you guys to do it or just giving you the background on it? He, was t- he wasn't necessarily telling us to invest in it. Um, so he told us it was volatile, um, but he also told us that it could be really big. Um, he's sitting on Bitcoin stacks right now. I, I know. was thinking, <laughs> was he's sitting on Bitcoin stacks right thinking. now. He just ethically, he couldn't say that. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. He lean back in that chair. Right. Well, I, if I, <laughs> I might get look into it. Man. But you ain't heard that from me. If I, I don't know. If I, I might would look into it. Yeah. Hit you with that. Right. Yeah, we've been we've been saying the same thing. Um, so nobody really in the class took him seriously. Nobody's invested in Bitcoin. Damn. Nobody nobody picked any up. Shame nobody on y'all. nobody thought about it. And this was not one class. It was like a couple of classes where he was like talking about it. Um, and then after that, uh, so I'm I'm working now. I'm an associate uh, software developer at, at Capital One, um, and I'm part of this program called the Technology Development Program. Uh, so the second time I heard about Bitcoin. Uh, was essentially from my mentor in that program. He's a uh, second year. I'm, I'm first year in the program. Um, and he was talking to me uh, just like in our first meeting where we, we get to meet each other, like talk about where we're from. Um, that what, what do I like about Capital One? Just the basic stuff. And I asked him about Bitcoin, um, and his eyes got like really, really big, really fast. So you could see that it was something that had piqued his interest. Um, and after that, uh, we just started talking, and he was saying how in the past like couple months he had made more trading crypto than he had working. And I was like, wait, like <laughs> this is something I need to at least know about, and maybe got to figure it out. So from there, that's when I I fell down the rabbit hole. I've been researching crypto a lot uh, since then. Now let's get into the actual information of it. And please break it down to the very, very, very basic. Okay, okay. I need to know everything about this currency part of this conversation. Okay, right. Okay. So tell us, what is a Bitcoin? Like, what is it? How would you explain it? So Bitcoin um, is peer-to-peer digital cash. Okay, so that means that I am sending you cash directly. Without yep. a third party controlling it. Mm-hmm. So okay. you so you don't need a third party or an intermediary um, as you would when you're sending cash to somebody through Square or like through your bank account. So when you when you try to send somebody to send money to another somebody else's bank account, it'll take like three or five days because they have to settle it and make sure you have the money in your account and everything. Right. I hate that part. Uh, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's slow. It's, it's bad. I needed so. it today. That's why I asked for it today. <laughs> and so, but if I send you money through Bitcoin, it takes 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so Bitcoin, it is a lot faster than bank transfers. So Bitcoin is actually one of the slower cryptocurrencies. But cryptocurrencies allow you to send money a lot faster than you would if you're sending fiat currency. Okay. Because it's directly peer-to-peer. What okay. is fiat currency? Fiat is like the U.S. dollar, uh, the euro, okay. the yen, yeah. Just didn't want it to get confused with the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the car, not Gucci the car, fiat. not the car. So if it's just that simple, where it's just me being able to send you money faster, what is it that everybody's scared of? Why has it taken so long to break into the mainstream? And it hasn't broken into the mainstream. I think it's starting to come into the conversation now. Like, I noticed Forbes has a crypto Twitter, which is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Yahoo has. Reddit. Yep, Reddit, of course, has all the forums. Like, more people are talking about it. Bloomberg's doing updates on what the price of Bitcoin is today. Like, it keeps changing every five minutes. Um, so what is so scary about it? 
I think the scariest part for people is not understanding exactly what it is. So you can say that it's um, peer-to-peer cash, but if you can't really understand the underlying protocol and what's going on, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to get people to invest in it or to buy it. So the people that have been in Bitcoin when it was like 10 cents in like 2009 and 2010, they were the tech geeks who were writing They're the software. And right? they, were, they were early adopters, so they knew it was going to be big. But everybody else really didn't know what was going on, but they could understand it. And then they knew about it because they were there like in that in that field. Um, so I think the biggest hindrance for people is just not understanding it really. Yeah, because I mentioned it the other day on my Twitter. I was like, I'm loving these convos on cryptocurrency. And then there was a lot of pushback, uh, not so much for me, but more so people being like, oh, that's dark web stuff. And, and it's always aligned with like what's that website silk road where mm-hmm. you could it was this website called silk road where you could buy all the shady shit that you right <laughs> like everything, you, everything you could on silk road <laughs> <laughs> okay i was gonna fill in the blank yeah. right yeah. and so, so <laughs> and because um bitcoin uses this what is it cryptography mm-hmm. so basically it's anonymous money it's the best way to be shady online by you by swapping money that doesn't uh have a, an account to be traced back to so mm. it's attributed to a lot of shady dark web shit because that's the <laughs> i guess those are the only people that were using bitcoin at the time were in those kinds of websites so it hasn't been able to break out of the shadow <laughs> of that um but i'm i guess when you mention it, people are just so fearful. So I'm wondering, first of all, let's let's backtrack to 2008 when the creator came out with the Bitcoin. It was during the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys remember in 2008, it was the subprime loans that were being yes. super predatory and they were, I think, lending out trillions or something mm-hmm. crazy of yeah. dollars trying to um, be predatory for low-income families. And it's funny because if you read it now, it's such revisionist history because they're writing it back. You know, we're old enough to have experienced it, so we know the truth. But if you read and do research now, it says that the intention was to help low-income families be able to participate in the American dream. <laughs> wow. By, by giving them a nightmare? By giving them a nightmare, by allowing them to own houses that they could barely afford the interest rates for. And so that really caused an insane financial crisis where we had to do a bailout and everything. You know, us paying as taxpayers basically... Saving the bank's asses when this is the mess that they started. So in 2008, it was a mess. A mess, a mess, a mess. And then here comes Satoshi Nakamoto, who nobody knows who he is. Yep, nobody knows who he is. (laughs) This man comes out. Like, it's Batman. (laughs) Batman comes out. Or Banksy. Banksy. (laughs) (laughs) I said Bugsy. Natosha, right? Like Latasha Scott. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Don't you start. It might be a black... It might be some black shit. It could be. <laughs> yeah, that's why they said that's that dark web. That's <laughs> oh, some nigga shit. <laughs> so this, this dude comes out with a Bitcoin idea, a new technology called blockchain technology, where his goal was to decentralize the banks, which means I could send money to you, you could send money to me, and we didn't need the bank or the government to be involved. And it was a way of making sure that they didn't hold this economic power. Beautiful. Amazing. But you know the government is pissed. 
So I'm wondering, do you think they're the big reason that... Net neutrality shit. Well, net neutrality, I think it's interesting of the timing. Uh um, Now that people are are discussing cryptocurrency and ways to kind of uh, take the power back and give it to the citizens where we control our financial technologies, our financial institutions. It's it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's why I'm wondering, like, I wonder why people just don't want to give it a chance. But I, I was also listening to, is it Andreas Antonopoulos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast discussing Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And he was saying that it's always taken a long, a long time for people to accept transitions with finance. He said it took almost 40 years for the credit card <laughs> to be accepted. And look how we use it now. I was just going to say, I st- I'm still mad about the chip in the card now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But you swiping my card, I ain't got no chip. Remember with the, when the chip came in, I was I remember being like, I don't need this. And I, I was like so was resistant. Me. And why did my debit card got to go too? <laughs> okay. Stop. Little front, and you know one example Andreas used that I freaking loved, which I didn't even know that there was a red flag act, where when cars were first uh, introduced into society and on the streets, they didn't want them because they said it scared the horses and the buggies. <laughs> so this is what they would do: they would have a guy come running with a red flag in front of the cars to clear the way <laughs> to what? let people know that a car was coming. And they had to name it the wow. Red Flag Act. That's how we got the resistant. Same red flag. <laughs> but that's how resistant people can be to change. Where even a car, you know, something which now the world can't live without. Now we're considering uh, self-driving cars. You know what I mean? So it's funny. It's funny when you look back. Even the internet. Yep. When you it. read articles now of the internet, how people were like. I was I forget I think it was like the New York Times or something they were recirculating those articles from like 1994 and the journalists were like they really think this internet thing is going to be a big thing and it's you know wait till they see that it's going to be nothing and they have you thinking that you're going to be sending money across the globe to buy things and <laughs> exactly what we're doing and it was so fear based you know so it's really fascinating to see how things evolve and how much resistance comes into play. But how can you explain in the most uh, basic of terms how cryptocurrency is actually beneficial to us? Why do we need it? So the biggest thing with cryptocurrency is it's, it's deflationary. Um, and what that means is it's, there's, a, there's a cap on how many Bitcoin can ever exist. It's 21 million. Um, in contrast with fiat currency like the U.S. dollar, they can print more U.S. dollars whenever they want, um, especially when we're in a situation, an economic situation that we are in now. They can essentially do it um, whenever, and it'll increasingly decrease the value of the dollar. Mm. Uh, with Bitcoin, um, the value can't be, it can't be manipulated in that way because it's secured by math and cryptography. So there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin Um you know, as as supply is going to go down, the demand for it is going to go up. So the value of the asset is going to continue to rise as less of as people can access less of them. Um, and there's a there's a there's actually there's a the distribution of Bitcoin is, is there's very few people who own more than one currently. And if you divide wow. 21 million um, Bitcoin by what is it like six billion people in the world? It's something like point oh oh. 
0.1 or 0.002 uh, would be the average distribution um, of Bitcoin per person. So if you're looking at the value of it now when it's only at like 5% adoption rate, if it does succeed, even to if it even replaces gold's market cap. So people call Bitcoin digital gold because gold is basically a hedge against the dollar. Right. Well, well, Bitcoin is essentially the digital form of that, um, except it's secured by math instead of secured by well, you can mine gold, but you using computers to mine Bitcoin. So it's it's essentially comparable to that. Mm-hmm. But gold's gold's um, market cap is something like I want to say five or six trillion. Um, so and Bitcoins is currently like three hundred billion or somewhere around there. So if Bitcoin were to get so to it's coming for that gold's market cap. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's what people that's the that's the biggest thing people compare Bitcoin to. So But here's so, yeah. my question. It's the the selling point of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is the decentralization, which mm-hmm. is removing the power from banks and government, right? Yep. But you need to sign on a site like Coinbase or even have miners, which we'll get into and what that is, yeah. miners who distribute these coins. So there's still people that you're depending on. Like how like I, I've been investing in Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't do it without Coinbase. So aren't they the new bank? Don't they kind of take the place? So is it really decentralized? So the ecosystem is developing. Uh, one of the things that people talk about is going to be big for next year is something called decentralized exchanges. Wow. Uh, so there are these coins and these protocols that people are making where you can actually you won't need a centralized exchange at all. So, yeah, Coinbase is comparable to a bank where a lot of people use it to buy into cryptocurrency. And then the government is tracking you anyway because they That's have your I'm information. Saying. And then I saw so that they actually the IRS took Coinbase. And for those who are like, what is Coinbase? Coinbase is basically where you can buy the coins. Right. It's Got like it. an online wallet. So you sign up, you go to Coinbase.com. I'm not telling you guys to do that. I'm just giving Retweets do not mean endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> Retweets do not equal endorsements. they ain't paying me. <laughs> they should. In Bitcoin, I'll give you my address. Um, no, but it's a website. And when you sign up, they have the coins there. And you attach your information, like your credit card or your bank account, um, and then you have access to Bitcoin. You get to put in how much you want to invest in it. And it's basically where your Bitcoin lives. So that's that. But like I said, because that's where the Bitcoin is, you know, aren't they going to have disproportionate economic power and kind of like end up being the same thing that we're trying to get away from? Yeah. So a lot of, of they call them Bitcoin like maximalists. Um, they don't like Coinbase or centralized exchanges at all because they agree it's it's, it's counterproductive to the point of being in control of your own money. Right. Um, so yeah, those so exchanges like Coinbase. There are other exchanges. I'm kind of comparable to have how you have like a Robinhood account or a Charles Schwab account to like invest in stocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have Coinbase and these other exchanges to invest in these cryptocurrencies, but they're centralized, just like the regular like ecosystem regular that we live in now is right so to counteract that there there are people developing things where people will be able to um transact with each other directly without having that central medium uh, there will be decentralized exchanges um one of them is called like the ox uh protocol it's the the hashtag is, is zrx um but yeah that's just one of the things that people are working on it's going to be big um in the upcoming years if the crypto ecosystem is going to develop uh, as it needs to 
Okay, so do you guys, I don't want to take over. You guys have any questions yet? I, I got a question. <laughs> so how do you say, because this is really for everybody, you know what I mean? And it makes people um, have a chance to be savvy financially and actually really develop some prowess outside of fiat currency and all that. Mm -hmm. So how do you say... Let me hold a Bitcoin. Like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you can ask your friends, like, Yo, let me hold $20. And and the other question I would like Word to up. know, these Bitcoin's are real questions. What is the time increment for most um, paying back of Bitcoins? Like, you know how most of the time when you borrow money, oh you're like, I God. pay back in Dustin. two weeks. Like, how long do you normally borrow a Bitcoin? Ain't nobody Forever. borrow a Bitcoin. You yeah, if you borrow a Bitcoin, it's you're sure. not giving it back. You're not giving Nobody it back. Nobody else is. No, a Bitcoin right now is, what, 17? Actually, Ooh, I'm going to tell 17. you guys exactly what Ooh, it you is can pull in it up. time. I'm pulling it up. Actually, my internet connection doesn't want me to pull it up. There but, they go with their net neutrality <laughs> shit already. <laughs> they shut it down. They shut it down. Okay, a Bitcoin right now is $17,839.01. How are y'all giving these away for nothing? No one's giving it away. You See, have it to was, it was back in the day. Back in the day, they were though. It felt like everybody was I mean, talking the about people who, The people who were into Bitcoin, let's say his teacher, mm -hmm. who they didn't listen to, yeah, I know right. you're hurting. He was into hurting. it when it was a couple of cents, which means that let's say he bought a thousand Bitcoins. He is paid right now. I mean, not even back then. It was only like $500 last year. Oh, it was $2,000 when I started working in July. So yeah. really, it was October that something happened. What happened in October that all of a sudden just shot up to $10,000? <laughs> I think it's really... So if you look at the new users coming to Coinbase, they're getting something like over 100,000 users per day now. Wow. Like Coinbase currently has more signups than Charles Schwab has accounts. Wow. And that like just happened. So with, with crypto... We're only at like two, three, four percent adoption rate. Like out of all the people in the world, only two or three percent of people have bought Bitcoin. Which means if you're gonna do it, now's the time. Right. So I'm. Um, what people people get, I think people are they see how how large the price is, but they don't understand the reason it's that large is because of how or how high the price is is because of how Bitcoin is designed. It's designed to steadily increase in value as the supply decreases. Um, Actually, that was my next question, so I'm glad you said that. It's almost $18,000. What does that mean? How does What creates the value of Bitcoin? Why is it that expensive right now? Um, I think that you can argue that people really are what give it its value. Um, it's definitely, I believe, that it will decrease, say, 50% um, <laughs> as, it, as it has before. So this year, it's, it's, they call it um, retracements. Um, so Bitcoin usually will go up like double and then retrace like 30% and it'll go up and it'll retrace like 30%. So it went from, I want to say 1800 to 5000 then it corrected to 3000 and then it went up to like 8000 and then went back down to like 5400 So then it's, Damn. so when it's an overvaluation, then it just needs to be corrected, but it still continues to grow. Right. So it can't go straight up. No market can go like vertically up. So it does need to have corrections for it to be a healthy for it to be healthy growth. Because if it just goes up straight up, it's gonna come straight back down. <laughs> so that's just how, how markets need to grow. Um and that's the volatility where people are like, don't put your entire savings right, 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 into right. it because you could very well 
it can drop by 30% tomorrow and you're going to be shitting yourself looking at your Coinbase. Right. So something that um, it's really comparable to, say, like the dot-com bubble popped around a $6 trillion, um, I want to say, in 2000 or whenever that was, and it decreased like 80%, 90%. Oh, my God. But if you look at the time now, that bubble is like this big on the scale of how much all those tech companies have gone up. So, yeah, you can say that it's a bubble, but you're looking, really think about what time frame you're looking at. So, like, yeah, it could pop. So, in 2013, it decreased, like, 80%. One of the exchange, one of the biggest exchanges, it was called Mount Gox, got hacked. And oh. a lot of people lost a lot of money. <laughs> Damn. Um, and, and when that happened, the value just straight down. It, it, it fell. Um, and since then, it's been, like, rising. It went sideways for, I think, in 2014, it was essentially sideways. It doesn't, didn't really go anywhere. Um, and then since then, it's been rising. So, what some people are trying to argue is that the bubble, Bitcoin's bubble, already popped. Like just how Amazon decreased like 90% or just how the stocks decreased like 90% at certain different times in history. It looks just like, like if you look at Amazon's graph and you compare it to Bitcoin's graph from 2013 and you look look to now and you look from at Amazon's graph from like 1998, they almost look identical. Wow. Like you can see the, the crash and then it's just a steady, steady increase. And steady look at Amazon. But here's the thing. Amazon, Google, Tesla, all these, these are stocks. So right. when you buy them, you're buying shares of the company. Mm-hmm. So it's an actual investment. Wow. Right. But Bitcoin isn't a stock. Mm-hmm. You're not buying shares. So I, that's what exactly are we investing in? So um, people say that you're investing in, like, like I said, b- b- people call Bitcoin digital gold. So you're really hedging against fiat currency. That's like an investment. If you think that it's going to replace gold, you think that it's going to have value over time uh, in the future, then that's what you're investing in. You're investing in the belief that a deflationary currency uh, does have value and it does have worth. So that's what your, your thought process behind that is. Um, also, one of, the, one of the really cool comparisons, I know you were talking about Amazon, I actually watched a YouTube video uh, where people in, from like 1999, and they were interviewing Jeff Be- Bezos, Jeff Bezos, or Jeff Bezos, Bezos yeah. yeah, and they were telling him like, who is now like, worth a hundred billion dollars? Right, Damn. right, right. And they were telling him they were like, this is not going to work. They were telling him, and I was, I was watching it, and it, it was funny because it sounds almost identical to what people are saying about Bitcoin right now. So it's it's really it's a really interesting comparison if you look at Amazon and you look at look at Bitcoin and how they can disrupt industries if they are to pull off what they what they plan to. So so basically, what if for those of us who have Bitcoin or investing in it, we're investing in a concept, we're investing in uh, a theory or like forward progression. It's not necessarily like a company. We're just hoping that this works and through all of the money being poured into it, that it will be accepted into the mainstream where the Amazons um, and just all the online stores and even your bodega will accept Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So it's basically we're pushing a movement more so than it is investing in shares of a company. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like investing in a company because there's there's nobody, there's no CEO of Bitcoin. There's there's developers that work on the code because it's open source. Open source meaning that anybody can contribute to maintaining the Bitcoin protocol, maintaining Bitcoin's infrastructure. And the fact that it's open source, so Mm -hmm. that means that anyone who is uh, able to code and isn't developing, like I guess someone like you, you guys have control, right? Well, we don't have control. So the network, 
Um, they're called Bitcoin Core, are the core developers of the network. Um, oh, so there's a group of men. There's a group of people. Yeah, they're, they're called Bitcoin Core. Um, they're not oh, okay. like exclusive to other people, but they're the people that have worked on on Bitcoin's code for, for years. Um, and they basically like manage the GitHub. GitHub is um, basically the repository where all the code is stored. So if you want to look uh, up Bitcoin, what it actually is, you can look at the code online if you want to go to the GitHub. Um, but yeah, developers can work on it. They have to get what they commit to the project approved by developers that have been working on the project for a long time. Um, but also, I mean, yeah, they are maintaining the ecosystem. Yeah, that is, that is true. Um, but you also have like other players, like you have the users, you have the miners. So really everybody has to come to like consensus to make decisions. I guess like it's idealistic. <laughs> like I think it's awesome. The fact that it's, um, it's an ecosystem where we're all contributing to this coin working. Mm -hmm. But humans are going to human. <laughs> and wherever there's power <laughs> and money involved. Yeah, like, I guess that's the fear of it. It's like how so, I would love a world where we're giving the power to each other. But, like, I mean, so, am I giving my money to these <laughs> miners? Okay. So, and... Uh, one of the ways that that's balanced out is there's these things that are called. So if you run a Bitcoin full node, um, that's like. Please speak to us in English. Uh, okay, if you <laughs> if you run a Bitcoin full okay. node. All right. So if you can if you contribute if you if you. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how My many fault. times I've My walked fault. into a room and I've heard, overheard that. But, okay, the full <laughs> node. That's right. If you okay, if you contribute your computing power to the network. Um, you are one of the people that's helping run the network. You see all the transactions on the network. You can confirm transactions. Okay, with other so people. there's specific hardware, like a specific computer that I would have to buy, and I saw it's like five thousand dollars, right? Well, and that's for mining. You, right. you do need so it's called ASIC. Um, these specialized circuits that um, are better at mining Bitcoin than GPUs or CPUs are, so they have an advantage over everybody. Because of how fast because they're of, processing right. Because is. of how fast they are. But to run a node, um, to contribute to the ecosystem and check all the transactions, you don't need to be a miner. So there, there are different types of, of nodes. They call them nodes if you're contributing to the ecosystem. Okay, so but a miner, how would you explain in the most basic of, of ways? <laughs> yeah, because I was on some website and it was like, you know, if you if we you mine for us, we'll give you a discount. And I was like, what the hell are you trying to you're mine? Like, Hold up. like, right. I mean, I want the discount, but and, I needed to know more. And about we understand the what a miner is when we think of gold. You right. know what I mean? Or so a this, coal miner's daughter. Okay. <laughs> right. That's true. Or a yes. coal miner. So this is just the digital version. So these are people who have this special, you said it's called an ASICs computer? ASIC, ASIC mining is what it's called. Yeah. ASIC mining. And because they bought this, they are able to find Bitcoin online digitally. But what does that mean? How do you find a Bitcoin online? It feels like Super Mario when it hits the <laughs> right. thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the coin pops up. Um. So... <laughs> I need the coin, I need the rainbow star, I need the tail, I need the whole thing. <laughs> right. So these computers, um, say you're trying to solve like a math problem. So you know how we had like 60-minute math like in kindergarten or first grade or whatever where you would like try and solve the problems faster than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So essentially Bitcoin mining is that but on a much larger scale. So okay. the problems are very, very, very hard to solve, which is why they use so much computing power. I think Bitcoin is using like 0.1% of the entire world's electricity right now on, on Bitcoin mining. Um, so these, these computers are using this power to try and solve these problems. And when they solve the problem, they get to add a block 
to the chain. And this blockchain is basically where you can look at all of the transactions that have ever existed on the Bitcoin network. So it's like a big-ass ledger yeah. that's just right. on the internet where every transaction that's peer-to-peer. So when I sent you the Bitcoin, when you sent it to Asante, when Asante sent it to Dustin, all that's on this big board. Mm-hmm. And anybody can and look at it. And anyone can look at it just mm-hmm. to make sure that it's real and transactions are going through. And so miners, their job is to crack a code yep. of that transaction. Is that what they're cracking? Uh, well, they're not exactly cracking the code for specific transactions. Um, it's a it's a cryptographic, like, uh, mathematical function that they're trying to solve to get a specific number. Um, and then with each block, there are a certain number of transactions that can go into that block. Um, and then once the block, they so they, they win, they get the number. Then they add that block um, with all the transactions in it, and then all the transactions that are in that block are now confirmed on the network. And then it restarts, and some all these other computers are trying to um, solve the next block and add it to the chain. So a block is multiple transactions. Yes, yeah. So if I'm a miner and my machine is going, 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 I'm, but I'm not literally doing anything. It's the machine that's solving this problem. Yeah, you're not doing anything. You're just running a program. Right, so I'm running the program, and then it's like finding this code of these transactions and then it unlocks a block of all these transactions and then I, I'm adding it to the ledger. And that's why it's called blockchain yep. technology. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. I was trying to understand it. Um, There was a, a podcast called Billions of Seconds, I think it was called. Have you heard of it? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to look it up to make sure that that's the, the proper name. But I love how he explained it because his analogy was so clear. He was like, let's say, you know, uh, for tax purposes, you know how you save your receipts. Yes. So let's say you spend a day of shop, You go a day of shopping. You take all those receipts. You put it in a shoebox. And then once that day is over and you're done, you take a picture of that shoebox of everything that's in it, all the transactions, which I guess the shoebox would be a block. Mm-hmm. And then you you write a code. Like let's say you just put a serial a serial number of some sort, any 10 numbers. And then that's the block for those transactions. And then when you go to the next day, you take that code with you to confirm the previous day's transactions. You know what I mean? And you put it on top of the next shoebox so that they follow like a chronological order. Yep. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. So that's the block technology. So it's just like a chain of these shoe boxes connecting day-to-day transactions. And I thought that was probably the most uh, helpful analogy that I had <laughs> heard because it's yeah. really yeah. hard. And I know that those of you who are like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Because <laughs> I'm about to react some easy. things. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm about to react some yeah, things. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's This is not easy to understand. It's a new industry. Uh, you know, the tech guys like him, like Zion, understand it. But for us, like, we brought this episode to you guys in hopes that we would take the fear that's happening, because you guys have to remember, this is going to decentralize the government and the bank. So they're going to be putting out all kinds of shit about yeah, it. Right. You know, all kinds of articles to make you feel like, oh, God, it's dark web shit. You know, I can't fuck with that. It's dangerous. I have been using it. I've gotten all my friends for the past couple months. And once you get past the fear of not knowing what it is and you actually, like, jump all in, you realize it's actually pretty fucking cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that know? lucrative, right? And see, I want to know. Well, yeah, it's lucrative, <laughs> which has been nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of the smartest uh, investments I've made with my savings. Absolutely. I can't even lie about that. Uh, me and Zion's teacher will be chilling in the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, living the lavish life. Yeah, <laughs> because I got in before the masses in the sense that the the real jump was in October, and I yeah. jumped in like right before that. So I got really lucky that my intuition—I don't even know—like we've always heard of Bitcoin. It's not mm-hmm. like it's it's always been online but it always seemed like some creepy white people shit oh yeah. some nerd shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. y'all got that some nerd shit I was nah, like I don't know what that is I thought it was for video games I really was like I don't know it's like gamers use it to buy games online I really didn't know what it was then for whatever reason it just kept coming up kept coming up there were a couple like spiritual people like mentors and stuff that I fuck with that were like mentioning cryptocurrency being the future I was like what y'all know about this <laughs> Even y'all are on this, you know, and I'm definitely doing it. Yeah, now. <laughs> like it made me kind of be like, all right, you know what? Let me stop being so fearful and do my research. Cause that's where it all starts. Just do your fucking research. Do it yourself. Don't listen to any of these articles. I looked it up, started researching, and I was like, this is gonna change the world. It's just as scary as the internet being introduced. You know, it's as scary as credit cards being introduced when you're walking around with like uh, cattle <laughs> and trading and then someone's like use a credit card so I can imagine it's just a paradigm shift on on how money and financial institutions and like you said it's the intersection between money and tech which is the future it's our future right. so yeah. why not jump on it now and figure out what it is so okay so we kind of understand the blockchain technology and uh, cryptocurrency and like digital cash was not introduced in 2008. It's something that had been mentioned. I heard that the real first introduction was in 1969, but people were not trying to fuck with that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God, Dustin, no, that's I a joke. Know, I didn't know they had MacBooks <laughs> and shit. Like that. <laughs> right, that was the problem. Right? That's why Rosa that was wasn't getting up. She's like, I just turned my motherfucking computer on her. You think uh, I'm finna get up? Oh, no, what? The internet was, was created, excuse me, in 1969, and nobody... Actually, listen to this. The internet was created in 1969, and nobody fucked with it until 94. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? They thought it was some dark web shit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and so Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, it wasn't 1969. That was the internet, excuse me. They came into the forefront in the early 90s, but nobody was fucking with it. When the... <clears throat> I guess the creator of the internet was first uh, talking about creating the internet. He actually brought on someone from cryptocurrency because he felt like the two worlds needed each other. Um, But it was too early in the game. People weren't even accepting the internet. You think they can accept money? Money, You know what I mean? So he just kind of was way ahead of his time. But he brought in the internet. It broke it. Now people fucking with it. People reintroduced the digital cash conversation. They still weren't fucking with it. What do you think it was that the Satoshi Nakamoto, who was the uh, anonymous, <laughs> I was joking, like, was it Jesus? Uh, <laughs> Jesus came uh, back and gave us a digital somebody gem. Somebody came and blessed okay. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Big money. <laughs> 
So here comes this guy that no one knows who he is. No one knows if maybe it's a crew of people, a company. No one knows. Like Dustin said, it could be a black dude named Soshi. Would you call it him? It sounds like Sosha. Latosha. Sosha. <laughs> Latasha. Sosha. What is it about his introduction of Bitcoin that actually broke through? Um, I think... I think one of the most important parts was the timing. Um, so, like you said, in 08, 09, that was when everything crashed. Right. So, and he, so came he was in like, like well, Batman and Robin. Right. I got y'all. <laughs> this, <laughs> this will fix this. Uh, so, I think that's one of the biggest things. And also, um, and the blockchain, I, blockchain technology was his creation. Yeah. So, his, his form, proof of work, is like the consensus. That's what the, the Bitcoin mining is called. Um, I don't think that form of consensus. Um, existed with the other digital cash version. So you still needed, like, somebody else to settle the payments, whereas with this this form of consensus, it's directly peer-to-peer. So I think that's one of the big differences. That was a game-changer. Because mm-hmm. I saw, uh, was it David Baum or Chom? Chom. Chom sounds right. Right, Chom. Yeah. Yeah. David Chom, he was the one who created DigiCash. Mm-hmm. And so he had, you know how hurt he must be right now because <laughs> he was I so close. <laughs> he was so close. He had it out about there. They were like writing about it. Um, he was promoting it, coming to conferences, especially when the internet became a thing. He was the believer in it, but nobody was fucking with it. And mm-hmm. then when Satoshi did it, I guess that was the game changer that he created the peer-to-peer decentralized aspect where you didn't need a bank. It right. wasn't just like digital cash online with your credit card. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now we are here, right? Uh, people are talking about it. It's 2017. Um, how does someone get started with Bitcoin? Like, do you suggest Coinbase? Or do you think people should look into other wallets? I definitely suggest getting your own wallet. Um, so with crypto... Since there's no bank or nobody in control of your money, you're basically the one that's in control of all of your money. Um, so that's a big shift for a lot of people. They're not used to controlling everything themselves. Wow. Um, so similar to how you have a wallet where you store your dollars or your cash in, um, there are hardware wallets that you can get to store your cryptocurrency. The Trezor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the Trezor, um, the <laughs> Ledger is also a good one. So that's the first thing I tell people to get um, before they even make an account or make an account on an exchange and buy anything. You need to have something safe that you can store it in where so if an exchange gets hacked like it did in, in 13, which is a lot more unlikely now because of developments in, in tech and stuff. But Didn't one just get hacked like a week ago? week ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Coinbase has got hacked. I know. No, not I know. Coinbase, but like an exchange God, maybe that was just no, I mean, a fake this, article. This <laughs> fake just, news. Uh, no, exchanges do get hacked. Exchanges yeah. because these hackers they're, are smart. Yeah, this is they, their turf this, now. Their, yeah, yeah. It's their territory. Um, so, yeah, that's why I always tell people to get a hardware wallet, like a ledger or a treasure first. So then you have that. And then, yeah, Coinbase is a good uh, place to start. Um, Coinbase has the three biggest cryptocurrencies um, Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin. So that's a good place for people to start just to get started. 
um, learning about crypto. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. With HelloFresh, all the ingredients are delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging and come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. And HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly, including the Classic Plan, which comes with a wide variety of meat, fish, and seasonal produce. The Veggie Plan, vegetarian recipes with plant-based proteins and give you gas. And the Family Plan, quick and easy meals the whole family will love. Feel confident when cooking HelloFresh with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards. Try things you never think to cook on your own and enjoy eating outside of your comfort zone. Look forward to your HelloFresh box delivery and the highlight of your week, knowing dinner just got that much easier. I love HelloFresh. For me, I live on the go. I'm in New York City. I am so busy that sometimes I don't even know if my shoes are on the right feet. <laughs> but HelloFresh has been such an aid. And y'all know I've been trying to work on my body. Yeah. A whole lot, a whole lot, a whole lot of arms, hopefully soon. <laughs> and so because of that, meal planning is important. It's of the utmost priority in my life. HelloFresh works for me. I don't have kids, but I move around and have a lot of shit to do like parents do too. Amen. So like if you got kids, this might work for you. It's basically something to make your meal life efficient and simplify things and give you healthy, delicious options. That's not, that tastes how? Mm. Delicioso. Hey, now. <laughs> so for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code FRIENDZONE30. That's HelloFresh.com, promo code FRIENDZONE30, that is, to get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. And, okay, so... Once you get that, there's also like a thousand other coins. Yeah, but they're, they're not right because I've been doing my research on them, this and I'm is... like, how? Like, how do you know which coin to pick when there's so many? Um, you mentioned white papers, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, and that's basically something you can look up. I know Investopedia um, has all of them, so you can look up the technology behind a coin. Because the cool thing is that these coins aren't just currency. A lot of them also come with really cool technology, Yep. which is interesting because it's almost like turning money into a smartphone or a smart coin, I guess, in this case, where they can actually do things. Like the Ethereum coin, which is on Coinbase. I know you guys have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a contract coin, right? So basically, if me and Asante are going to create something, we'll we'll agree to put this money into an account and it will only be released to you as long as the contract that we've decided is honored. As long as you make me breakfast three times a week. (laughs) That half a stick of butter and oatmeal. Right. So it's a contract coin where there's a contract that's attached to it. So I think that is really fascinating for business people and creatives like us who work with brands uh, and it'll make sure that our money is there and safe. And once we finish the work, we don't have to wait the 45-day pay cycle <laughs> to God. get our checked. Right. Tired of that. <laughs> so we can uh, get our money quickly. So I think that's really cool. But that's just Ethereum. All of them have technologies attached to them or some of them just currencies like Bitcoin? 
Um, so every they call them so they call them crypto assets. Um, so all of these different coins they have their different focus um, that they're trying to solve or that they're trying to like or something or their problem that they're trying to solve. So Ethereum, like you said, they do smart contracts. So they're a platform for building decentralized applications. So there are a lot of other cryptocurrencies on Ethereum's platform that use it um, to build decentralized applications. They're called ERC-20 tokens. So they're like the tokens on Ethereum's platform. Um, And then, so similar to how you have tech stocks and how you have like defense stocks that are like tightly correlated to each other. You're speaking another language right now. So you have have Apple, so you have Apple, Facebook. So you have like Apple, Facebook, Twitter, those companies, they like, they react similarly to each other in the market, right? Mm -hmm. So you have like similar um, different sectors in crypto. Uh, So Litecoin focuses on speed. Um, and there are other coins that also focus on speed, like Vertcoin. Um, and when you say speed, you mean the speed Vert of the coin? transaction. I mean speed of transaction, okay. exactly. So Litecoin is usually a few seconds for the transaction. Um, but Bitcoin can take a few hours sometimes, depending on oh, how shit. backed up the the mempool is with all the um, transactions that are pending. Uh, so there are coins that focus on speed. Um, Monero is a coin that focuses on privacy. Uh, so with Bitcoin, if like On I privacy, said, what do you mean by that? So for the for those who want to do dark web shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shouldn't use Bitcoin if you're trying to do dark web. So. Um, but Bitcoin, so Bitcoin, everything. <laughs> Why your eyes get so big? We listen. I mean, okay, look. <laughs> you're like, what was that, Monero? It's a privacy right. coin. So okay, the people, I don't even know what I'm spending my money as long as I get the tip so, of my shoe in that door. I'm gonna hear the rest of that conversation <laughs> for your discretion. <laughs> Yeah, so people that are, like, wary of the government stepping in and government regulations, they like Monero a lot. Okay. Because nobody knows if you have Monero. (laughs) If you have Bitcoin, the whole blockchain is public. You can look it up. You can look up people's addresses. You can look up every transaction you want to since the beginning. On the ledger. Oh, wait, you can just look it up. Yeah, and there's um, on the ledger, yeah. Um, So there are these websites. I think it's called Block Explorer. Um, but they basically are like a user interface for looking up every transaction that's ever occurred. Wow. With Bitcoin. So you can, I mean, if you're looking up, if you're using people's IP addresses and you're can, like making connections between Bitcoin addresses, you can figure out who's spending Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is the snitch coin. Right. Yeah. I mean. And then Monero is, okay, I got it. That's the one for my weed man. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> for the weed man. <laughs> <laughs> How much Monero's is Acorn cost? <laughs> That's the weed man's peer-to-peer transaction. Hello? Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then, so so basically, your job as a researcher, and when I say your job, I mean the listeners, is to look at the coins and what they offer as far as technology yeah, before so the- you buy it. Because you'd be investing in the growth and uh, hope that they would be integrated into society. So you want to make sure you know what you're putting your money towards. Yeah, so the first thing I tell people to look for is is read the white paper. Um, the white paper is basically like an outline of what the coin does and what it wants to accomplish. So you got to read that first before you invest in anything because it'll tell you. Paper. How metaphorical. <laughs> on the dark web. The white paper <laughs> is basically a guidebook to let you know where the coin is and what it does. This sounds kind of like the Zelda. White Breath of the Wild. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so the white paper is what describes everything. Um, so that's See? a start. And then from there, you want to look up all the team members associated with the coin. So if you can't find the people associated with the coin, 
It's probably a reason you can't find them. Oh shit! So like, so we could have a friend zone coin. Oh, easily. Yeah. If you if you oh, know, oh shit. If you know, if you know. So there's actually. Yo, Dustin just perked up. There are, there are coins that focus on like social interactions like that. Um, what would we do with a friend zone coin though? What would it be for? They could purchase uh, friend wellness stuff. They could purchase playlists. Right. Oh, so they could every purchase... time someone buys a friend zone coin, I would like send them a tip. Yeah, so um, what? <laughs> a wellness tip. Justin sends them a joke. Asante sends them a song. Yeah, so um, Naval, Naval. You <laughs> said, go on. Naval uh, Rabbit Camp, uh, what he says is, Who? he says, Naval, Naval, you know the. No, Rabbit I Kent? was thinking about somebody totally different. Oh, gosh. You know who I was thinking about. You <laughs> said Navarro? No, Neve oh. from. Um, from Flavor of Love. Oh it was heaven God. backwards, heaven backwards. She's not talented. She's not a songstress. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but I was saying, a uh, blockchain, it basically allows you to create your own, like, um, your own self-serving network. And you get the coin for contributing to the network. So with Ethereum, you get Ether tokens for basically running applications. Like, you get paid in Ether for using the system. Or you pay Ether for using the system for decentralized um applications and there are other coins that they're designed to like run like within themselves as the, as the blockchain because if you interact with the blockchain then you're getting paid like with the coin that's inherent to the ecosystem once again you're speaking a language i'm talking, I'm <laughs> talking, I'm talking gibberish again um so uh so basically you're saying certain uh companies that are creating these coins will give you like bonus coins for participating in their company yeah, so for example, um, this coin is called Patientory. Um, the CEO is actually black. Uh, her name's Krissa McFarlane. Hey, um, black yeah. business of the week. <laughs> right. Yeah, so she... Uh, How do you, what is it, the coin? Patientory. How do you spell that? Patient? Like patient. Like, like a health, hospital like patient. Yeah. Okay. And then ORY. So her focus is... Patientory, got it. Basically solving... So medical medical records get lost yearly, and, um, and hospitals lose a lot of money because they're losing these patients medical records. So what she wants to do is she wants to use the blockchain to secure everybody's records and be able to share that with different hospitals. Oh. So like stuff like that, you would need the patientory tokens to use that system if you're like accessing all of their data. So exclusives like title. <laughs> we could basically have Bitcoin title like title exclusive <laughs> shit with our own Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Right. Got it. Yeah. So okay, so this is why I think this cryptocurrency is fascinating because these are really like smart coins. Right. Like they do shit besides just let you buy shit. Like they right. like yeah. they actually contribute to society. I saw one guy had like a nine one one I a coin that he's trying to create where he's trying to decentralize nine one one. Where it's more, uh, I don't know how that would work now that I think about it. It would be like peer-to-peer like or more local, I guess, so that you can get help faster for neighborhoods who maybe aren't so close to hospitals. Like all of them just have really, really cool technology. And I think that's so. You guys, we need to start a friend zone coin. So it's the TFZ. Good. let do it. <clears throat> let's just, let me just ask a couple questions, yeah, right? Please. <laughs> so let's say, um, you know, let's say we did start our other friend zone coin. Um, <laughs> okay, actually, before we get there, let's say I'm a new client and I want to invest. Do you sit down with your clients and maybe be like, okay, so, you know, you have X amount of dollars. You could put some into Bitcoin and then some into some other coins. Like, do you sit down with people and try to figure out where their uh, what coins work best for them or figure out those things out? 
or do you just say, you know, hey, you're trying to make some money. <laughs> Put this in Bitcoin and, you know, watch me work. Watch me work. Yeah, so actually Bitcoin is yielding, uh, Bitcoin is yielding the lowest returns out of like most, or not most altcoins, but all, prominent altcoins this year have higher returns than Bitcoin does. Insert super zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Because because they have lower market cap, so it's it's easier for them to grow more. So coins like Litecoin, Monero, um, they're like have a higher return on investment this year than Bitcoin. But that's just because Bitcoin is already bigger than them. So if you believe in certain coins um, and their ideas, and you also are trying to like hedge against Bitcoin and make more money with your crypto <gasps> portfolio. <laughs> we'll see. So so yeah so yeah I do I do tell people um, I get people like basically like a set of, of coins where you can like have like exposures to different ecosystems within crypto yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm big in uh, like the music markets and I just feel like I would want to buy into that and I would want to tell people like you know hey you can pay me in this you know for the playlist or for whatever yes you just to kind of get your bitcoin for your playlist yeah. well, well I just want because I want everybody to kind of get into this game somehow but I want to make sure like I'm contributing like you know responsibly and appropriately to the landscape so I would think it would be dope to figure out what coin will work for me to like help other people out and or will help myself out obviously oh, but, say yeah, sign to me like you trying <laughs> to get you some bitcoin I mean, <laughs> obviously there actually, there actually is a coin that um, focuses on that it's called I think it's called Lynx Coin. Um, so they're Lynx, Lynx. Yeah, Lynx. I can show it. It's um, here it is right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Lynx, they um, their team is actually anonymous right now because they're uh, still uh, yeah. So that's that's just let you know. Yeah. So they're they're <laughs> oh, they're dang. anonymous right now um, because they don't want to let anybody know who they are until they finish developing all their technology. So they say. What so they, it could they, be like Pharrell right. or some shit. So yeah, so they're claiming that they have like a <laughs> lot of experience in the music industry. Oh shit! And the reason it's NERD. <laughs> Watch yeah, it be so, Look, as long as it ain't Akon, you know, I don't know about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jury's still out on that. <laughs> okay, so and you know what, Claude's engineer, shout out to Pizza Mike Piazza. Hey, hey. He actually is trying to help integrate Bitcoin and just cryptocurrency into the music industry. So he accepts cryptocurrency for his sessions. Smart. Damn, that's dope. That yeah, so he's like already in, what, 2025 right now where he tells people, you don't have to pay me for the session in, I guess, fiat currency. He mm -hmm. tells them, you can sign on to Coinbase and we do a transaction from there, wow. which I think is brilliant of him because the person's thinking, oh, I'm giving, I don't know what it would be, point oh 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 whatever, one, yeah. point oh 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 one of a Bitcoin. Bitcoin, not knowing that they're securing his bag. Literally. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> like, they have no yeah. idea what they just paid him and how much that's going to be worth in the future. Yeah. That's so dope. Right. That's smart. And he said the little Uzi Vert coin, right? <laughs> That's the fast one. <laughs> the link. Vertcoin? Yeah, Vertcoin. Vert yeah. Oh, the Uzi Vertcoin. The, the corner is bent in a little bit on the Uzi Vertcoin from him doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> so the edge of the coin is like warped from him doing the show. The <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's recap really quickly. We've learned that Bitcoin is just peer-to-peer -peer currency that takes the power away from banks, takes the power away from government. That way, the 1% who continues to get wealthy 
won't have control of the economy. That's the intention. It was created by Satoshi Nakamoto, who we don't know who the hell he or they are. <laughs> he just or right, she. He's a goat. Or she. That's why I said they. <laughs> Respect Satoshi's she pronouns. <laughs> um, he, she, they popped up in 2008 during a huge financial crisis with this technology that could help take the power back from the banks because they put us in that fucked up position in the first place. And then we had to pay the taxes to get them out of it. It uh-huh. made no fucking sense. So he came with an idea of how to re- give us our power back. And it has not been widely accepted. I think only, what, 3 4% of the world is using Bitcoin or even yep. aware of it. Yep. The rest of the world just thinks it's, like we've said, some dark web shit. Um, they have tried to make it uh, the guy's name is Chom. They've tried to make it uh, mainstream. Chom was the creator of Digicash, but he didn't have the actual technology that made it peer-to-peer. He right. was still depending on banks. Mm. Um, okay, and then you say, we asked you how cryptocurrency has its value. You said it's basically from all of us pumping money into it, right? <laughs> and we're not actually investing in a company. It's not shares. Uh, it's just a concept. We're hoping to push progression and and give power back to the people so this is revolutionary coin is basically what it is right but people are selling their houses and shit for it because they think it's a get please don't do that (laughs) please don't do that please don't do that (laughs) (laughs) don't put all your savings into this because it is not a company that you're investing in it's a concept and while it's exciting i also think you have to understand that it's not a get quick rich get rich quick and it's definitely not guaranteed and it's not guaranteed because i saw that did y'all see futures caption on instagram he was like from rags to to bitcoin Bitcoin. (laughs) which was awesome i was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) so clearly he put money in but is the way he put money in which i'm sure he put millions into it he could also very well take it out and then that would make yeah that would make the value drop because who knows how much future probably invested lord so it's very volatile that's why you want to make sure that if you do open a Coinbase account and connect your credit cards to your bank accounts and invest in any of these coins that you invest as much as you're okay with losing yep. if it were to crash or drop in value because Future took his money out of it and didn't want to play no more. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, what What are we missing? Because I just want to make sure we're covering everything. You taught us about the different coins and how they have different technologies. How can people find out about these coins? And you can see there's a, an app, right, called CoinMarketCap, where yep. it'll show you in real time what the, like, top 100 coins are. It'll show you what they're worth, uh, how they're going up and dropping, the percentage that they grew, and then you do your research on which one you want to pick. And there's thousands, right? Yeah, so CoinMarketCap um, is a good site. They have essentially all of the coins on there. Um, and if you click on a certain coin, it'll take you to that coin's website um, where you can, like, go to their Slack or GroupMe or whatever um, and, like, learn more about the coin and the community. Uh, so one of the, the cool things with crypto is the, like, CEOs are really accessible. So, like, with a Fortune 500 company, you're never going to talk to the CEO directly. Like, we're never going to be able to talk to Jeff Bezos. Right. But <laughs> with, but with crypto, um, the communities are really built, like, from the ground up. So you'll see, like, the leaders of all of these coins, like, talking to people, like, talking to investors, like, talking to people in the groups and giving people updates on everything that's going on because it's it's so small. 
um, right now. So that's that's the one really cool thing. It's, it's it is easy to like get into the communities to learn about all the coins. Except if you, unless you're trying to figure out the alpha and the omega, the one that created it, right? <laughs> unless the, the, the big dude, nothing. the big okay. dude okay. gone. The so the Satoshi gone. Nakamoto has just never come back. He don't tweet nothing. I mean, you can look at his messages uh, on old and like but old ones. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't. He has not. I'm fascinated. Like, who is this dude that dropped this bomb ass technology that right changed at that time, the game? Too. And and then the timing of it. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, it was Jesus. Y'all don't believe me. Erica Badu. Badu is. Not Badu is. That's the new coin. <laughs> Why are you playing? She might have that coin. Okay, if you want to buy the incense, give me that Badu is. Okay. <laughs> oh, yo, that's a lit coin. <laughs> That Can you um uh not to be too much in your business? Tell us about Skycoin. Uh, Skycoin. That's uh, Zion's favorite that's coin. My, he's yeah. clearly he's uh, currently wearing the hoodie. Right. <laughs> Apparently, these coins have merch as well. <laughs> yeah. So Skycoin is my favorite coin. Um, one of the reasons that I like it a lot is the development team. Uh, so they've been in development for um, like six years since the beginning of Bitcoin. The lead project manager was actually one of the people. Uh, who worked on Bitcoin's original source code, and he saw some of the problems that arise um, with Bitcoin. So, like you said, with the mining centralization, Bitcoin has a problem where these mining pools and these ASIC miners control 70%, 60 to 70% of the network's hash power. Um, so with Skycoin, they're... What does that mean? Hash power meaning um, the computing power needed to like confirm these blocks. Right. These mining pools control 70% of it. So if they were to try to, if they were all to collaborate and try to attack the network, then they could like they could they do that. Like if they form like Voltron yeah. and were like fuck no right. couch, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like took so, all the Bitcoin. Yeah, so so they can they can like block people's doing transactions if oh, they, and stuff like that if if they were to collaborate, which would be difficult for them all to do. But if they global. were, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, Skycoin's consensus algorithm is different than Bitcoin. <laughs> the game then changed again. Right. Right. <laughs> right so. I, so I said humans go human. So I'm always <laughs> they are, man, ruining every damn they thing. They can literally start a group chat on iMessage and just fuck the so game take up. Take this shit. <laughs> but yeah. Skycoin had a. A response. Yeah, so that. Skycoin saw this and they came up with a different consensus algorithm that doesn't focus on the miners. It doesn't require this computing power um, to confirm transactions on the network. It's essentially a, a web of trust. Um, and also, one of the big reasons I like Skycoin is Wait, because web of trust. So it's so yeah. So these nodes they have subscribers and they also have followers. Um, and the way that the nodes got a Twitter. <laughs> So the, the nose is an influencer. Look, a Twitter and a YouTube <laughs> subscribers and followers. Yeah, so they they use this this algorithm. It's called Benor's um, randomized uh, consensus. I want to say um, I forget the exact name of it, but the way that they come to consensus on what the correct blockchain is, it doesn't require all this computing power like Bitcoin does. So that's one thing. So it eliminates the problem of like high fees, paying high fees, um, and like the fifty one percent attack where the miners can attack the network. And then the other reason I like the coin a lot is because it actually had it has an actual use case. So um, you were talking about net neutrality earlier. Um, one of the things that Skycoin focuses on is creating an alternative to these ISPs that control like 80% of, of all access to the internet. So what Skycoin is doing, they're creating a mesh network. It's called Skywire, um, and it'll be run by this hardware called a Skywire miner. So they don't have miners that are confirming transactions on the network. 
but these miners are acting as VPNs that people can have. And if you're forwarding traffic, uh, as you would like an ISP, you get paid in Skycoin. And that was to, not English for us. Was, was it? Was that? Too? <laughs> no, actually, I was right there was, with you because I was thinking about LimeWire and all that stuff back in the day. Like I was thinking share. about the AOL. Oh, and, uh, so, was it Napster? Oh, <laughs> Napster. Even Napster. Mm-hmm. It was peer to peer because you know when you were downloading that music. Sometimes. Napster was like the original fucking cryptocurrency technology. <laughs> wow. Yeah, look innovative. Yeah. I used Aries Galaxy. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> <laughs> when you would think you were downloading. Uh, a Rihanna song and it was Soldier Boy. Right? <laughs> on Napster. But see, look at that. Then you was worried about music and pictures and now it's money. And now it's which is why people are scared <laughs> of this because it's a little bit serious. It's your it's your bank accounts and shit. Well, not your bank accounts, but your wallets with all your money. So Skycoin is basically removing the miners from it. Right. So, so they, they re- created a technology that makes it eighteen and up. <laughs> oh my god Justin stop it's adults only over at Skycoin no miners so they're almost decentralizing from the miners right yeah so they fixed the problems that Bitcoin had with their consensus and then essentially if you wanted to use the Skywire network you could use that instead of typical Wi-Fi that you have with like Comcast and you would oh, just pay Skycoin to use the network instead of paying Comcast or all these other ISPs or whatever um, then also, so like Ethereum has the smart contract platform. Mm-hmm. Well, Skycoin has something called Skyledger, mm-hmm. um, and it's essentially comparable to Ethereum's um, ERC-20 token platform. But with that platform, everything is on one blockchain. So all these tokens are on the Ethereum blockchain, which is why Ethereum has really bad problems with scaling. Um, mm-hmm. And their architecture is one of the big problems that they have. It's slow as well, like Bitcoin is. But with Skycoin Skyledger, they give each token its own chain, so mm-hmm. so they they get to they don't they're not clogged on the network. Um, so essentially, it's it's a lot more modular uh, than Ethereum is. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what else? I just want to make sure we have all the bases covered. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so look, um, I have a hundred dollars that I could spend today, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yes. Should I put 25 in Diver- the Bitcoin? Diversify your portfolio. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Or should I put 50 in the Bitcoin <laughs> and then diversify with the last 50? Like, you know, I'm trying, I just want people to listen to this episode. Great and then, question. You know, some people might not get enough information. They might want to rush into it. Yeah. And some thinking maybe 50 or $100 might not be too much damage for them to do. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Hopefully how would, not. How would you break that down? I know some down. young people listening. If you ain't got it, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, what I tell people is it's good to have at least like 40 or 50% in Bitcoin because Bitcoin controls <laughs> <laughs> because Bitcoin controls most of the market. So you have to buy these other, they call them altcoins, the other crypto assets, they call them altcoins. Uh, to buy most of them, you need Bitcoin anyway. So you have to buy Bitcoin to, to buy these other altcoins. And oh, so Bitcoin, I can't put my credit card and just buy the Monero. I have to buy it with my Bitcoin. Well, with Monero, you can't. Um, so with some coins, you can. Like on Coinbase, you can buy Litecoin and Ethereum with your credit card. Um, but that's because they're more like they're more well-known. So once coins become more well-known, that like fiat gateway will exist. But right. since the market is so new, Bitcoin is basically used to buy these other coins. Okay. So, like, when you're buying an altcoin, you're betting it'll go up more than Bitcoin is, which is. But how these altcoins aren't on Coinbase. Yeah, they're not. So, the, <laughs> they're yeah. in the wild, wild they're west. Right. So I they're, don't like uh, the name. Well, so the other, these other, I'm uncomfortable with that altcoin. Altcoin. 
Will, like all, all, right. Will I be able to? Yeah, I don't like that. I'm she true. Don't like that shit. Will I be able to use Coinbase to buy um, a Bitcoin and then use that on something else instead of Coinbase? Like you know, if I just use it like as a starter wallet, would I be able to eventually use a different wallet on a computer to buy these altcoins? Yep. Or, yeah. So with Coinbase, they'll give you um, a wallet for Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin. Um, and then once you buy Bitcoin or any of those other altcoins on Coinbase, you can send them wherever you want because you have access to that wallet. So what you would have to do is make another account on an exchange like Binance or Bitrix or Cryptopia, which are other like exchanges where you can buy altcoins. And then you would send your Bitcoin to those exchanges and then you would buy the altcoins on the other exchange. <laughs> so Coinbase for <laughs> Bitcoin, Ethereum, which is the one we said would have the contract, and then Litecoin, which is just the faster Bitcoin. Right. But then you said Bittrex or Binance or Cryptopia for the other coins, the other 1,000 like coins. For the Skycoin. For the Skycoin. And the Vertcoin. Yeah. The Uzi Vertcoin. I'm trying not to say that. Watch, watch everyone buy that just because it's going to be the first one well, they remember. Well, it's the first one I remember because he said fast. I was like, you know, if I want my, I need my coins fast. I need my Vertcoin. I need my little Uzi Vert. Pay me. All right. Okay, um, that's. I think that's. Is there anything else, Dustin? Anything you want to ask about it? Um, can you shoot dice with Bitcoin? <laughs> uh, there is a gambling token. I mean, what? Like, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, you can play. You can play poker with with uh, an altcoin. Can you shoot dice specifically? <laughs> what I was asking about, you know, over here playing craps in this with neighborhood. Digital craps, <laughs> crypto craps. Crypto. There you go. Token. Let me pat in there. Okay. Y'all heard it here first. Okay. Um, Okay. Actually, I do have a question. Because the mining takes so much electricity, Mm -hmm. what are the long term effects on the environment if everyone were to get into crypto? Because that means the electricity would be bonkers that would be needed to mine all these coins. Yeah. So that's one of the. it's one of the downsides of, of Bitcoin's proof-of-work uh, consensus algorithm is how much electricity the mining uses. Uh, people are trying to figure out if they want to either shift how Bitcoin does consensus or maybe if there's, like, another way. Um, so say, like, instead of using this computing power just to solve these random problems, you're using this computing power to actually solve or try and solve um, things that will be helpful for, like, people. So say you're trying to, like... Um, I don't know what you could be using computing power for. Um, Watching music videos, editing videos. <laughs> Crypto craps. <laughs> Crypto craps. <laughs> yeah, off the top of my head, I can't think uh, what I was going to say right now, but there's other ways that you can use computing power that could be like more effective than just like, yeah, than just like randomly trying to solve these puzzles. But the coins, a lot of the altcoins are taking these environmental effects into consideration, right? They're like, yeah. which is like you said, the Skycoin, where they're trying to figure out how they can be better than Bitcoin as far as the environmental effects. Yeah. So my last question is, uh, can Bitcoin, does it have room to be modified or is it just fixed? Is it just what it is? And then the altcoins are the younger, better, stronger version or King the coding on Bitcoin and the way it's structured, can it be modified? Is there room for it to be fixed and be better and stronger? Can you trick it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they're called um, Bitcoin Improvement Protocols, I believe. They're called BIPs. 
Um, and the Bitcoin core team is constantly working uh, to upgrade the Bitcoin protocol and like, make it better. So, yeah, they are, are constantly working on it. Um, but some people say that Bitcoin and Ethereum are like the first and second gen um, coins, kind of like when you had the Internet, you had companies like Netscape and you had other coins or other companies like that that were just like the first iteration, but they didn't necessarily get it entirely right. Mm. Um, so pe- some people argue that this next generation of coins looked at all the stuff that Bitcoin and Ethereum were doing and they were it. like, well, we can do this more efficiently, so we're going to do it this way. Um, but yeah, Bitcoin is constantly trying to upgrade their protocol, and there are also other altcoins that are trying to say, no, we're doing this better than you are. So so is Bitcoin going to be the Facebook? You know how Facebook basically just like bought Instagram? Right, <laughs> right. They're like, you're better, but I have more money. <laughs> <laughs> and they basically just eat the altcoins. Well, you can't well, Bitcoin, steal their you technology. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's thousands of them. You see it how is, Facebook, you see how Instagram yeah. swiped all of Snapchat's technology? They did. <laughs> it, it gave the filters, you know what I mean? So I'm wondering if Bitcoin's going to do the same and just be able to swipe how the altcoins have so, you know, quote unquote, improved upon the design. Can they do that? I mean, they can. I mean, they can, they can see what other people are doing, but it's harder to change an existing protocol than it is to start from scratch. So right. It's a lot easier for people to come up with something new after seeing what Bitcoin did wrong than it is for Bitcoin to change their entire algorithm and how the network is structured. Right, because the technology is like already in motion. Mm-hmm. And you also have a lot of people trying to pull Bitcoin in different directions. Um, so like they're, they're like corporations now. So the mining, the mining companies are like one big group. They want Bitcoin to do a certain thing. Then you have the developers and the users. They want Bitcoin to do a certain thing. And then you have these big companies that also are like, they want Bitcoin to do a certain thing. And then you have the banks. They're like, no, don't don't mess with Bitcoin at all. <laughs> so like, so it's it's a lot of different, a lot of different um, things being pulled in different directions with Bitcoin because it's the center. It's it's what everybody's talking about right now. Right. right. And can the banks just like steal blockchain technology and, you know, like steal it from crypto because that's what makes crypto special. So the bank can just steal how fast transactions are, where it's no longer us waiting five days for the. Uh, check to post, but now it's quote unquote peer to peer speed. Can yep. they just steal it? Yeah. So actually, there's this. Uh, there's a token called Ripple. Uh, Ripple is essentially the bank crypto. <laughs> oh shit! So like, <laughs> damn. So like, that's the man's crypto. Okay. Right. Yeah. So banks have um, they have this thing called Swift, which is used to settle all of their transactions, and Ripple. Oh, they're the Swift and BSC code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Ripple is basically the Ripple technology is essentially an improvement. <laughs> part of the damn thing, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Ripple is an improvement on Swift. Essentially, they want to replace Swift and want banks to um, adopt them, but like. You won't. It still won't be. It wouldn't be a decentralized currency. Like JP, I believe JP, JP Morgan has their own like Ethereum fork oh my God. Um, that they use. Um, I'm pretty sure. And then, so yeah, there there are banks that will be using blockchain, and, and I'm sure there's over there's over 90 banks that are currently on Ripple's um, infrastructure. So they're they're quickly getting adopted because it makes sense to use them instead of using Swift because it's a lot faster. So, like, as, as you said, if you're spending money to somebody else's bank account and it takes, like, three or five days, if you're using the Ripple Tech, it's a lot quicker. Remember, today's episode is sponsored by Form. Form minimizes guesswork and makes hair care simple by offering personal regimens designed for your individual hair needs. It all starts with you. 
After taking the form consultation, you'll be delivered a form regimen complete with selected products, styling techniques, and hair care tips that are tailored to you. And you'll never find suspect chemicals, my fave, in any form products. Everything is vetted to provide top performance without harming your curls. Just like their brother brand Bevel, the folks at Form wanted to see the women they love flourish with a hair care system that was personal, effective, and most importantly, high quality. It's the first women's prestige hair care collection that's as versatile, uncompromising, and beautiful as you are. Just for our listeners, go to formbeauty.com forward slash the friend zone to get 10% off, free shipping on your first purchase, and a free form mini when you spend over $50. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com forward slash the friend zone. Get personal with form. Oh. <sighs> All wow. right. Oh, Asante's still got one. <laughs> like, cold down. So this Monero. So let's um, <laughs> so Monero. Well, let's talk a little bit about mining, because you know if I can get a little bit back by doing something, then you know I want to figure out how to get there. And I feel like that's future employment. <laughs> right. If you think about it, future. It's, <laughs> it's like today. So you know, let's hypothetical. Let's pretend <laughs> I am a young college student still living at home with my mama and. I want to mine. Will she notice on her electricity bill? <laughs> or is this going to be some? Or am I going to be able to mine somehow to where I'll be able to control like how much energy and um, internet might be used at the time? That's interesting. Well, back in 2010, you would have been good. Um, you would have just been able to use your laptop. I actually know one dude, his friend, has been mining. Oh, because Bitcoin was like worth 10 cents. <laughs> right. And and back then, there was no ASIC mining. So ASIC mining is new. It's like 2013. Um, but before, it was just like, if you had a laptop, you could mine Bitcoin, just let it run in the background. Oh, shit. And originally, like the... We late. The, yeah. So <laughs> the reward for mining Bitcoin in the beginning was like 50 Bitcoin <gasps> per block. Can you imagine? So there was, there's this I dude. Hope, I hope those early miners kept that <laughs> I am so pissed. He said, his, Yo, he, said he doesn't late. know how to sell it. He doesn't know how to sell all of it. He can't get rid of it. He has so much. Oh, because that's like he was mining it in like dollars. he was mining it in like 2010. So that's 50 Bitcoin per block. If you're if you solve like two blocks, you have 100 Bitcoin. So if you're mining that for like six or seven or up until whenever ASIC mining started. You're you're pretty much set. <laughs> I never liked them shoes anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> them but what you what you're saying about um passive like passive income in crypto, right? That does exist. So um like the alternative to proof of work is called proof of stake, and that's another uh, form of consensus. And essentially, that's like being a big shareholder in a company. So like if you hold a lot of the tokens, they'll pay you for just holding the tokens and like. Putting your wallet in staking mode, which is like contributing to the confirming the transactions on the network. So some some coins will pay you like ten percent a year, like twenty five percent. If you have there's this these things called master nodes. I'm getting I know I'm getting off. Yes, but like so that's <laughs> that's when you own like a lot of the coin, and then the rewards are higher. So basically, those for those proof of stake coins, you do get passive income. Mm. So that's the trap. <laughs> telling you to hold it I need to trap. put it together in my house. <laughs> so how would you apply for these positions? Like, who do you contact? Like, if I want to be a no master node for Skycoin, do I just hit them up? Do I tweet them? Like, hey, I want to be down. 
Well, for Skycoin, their their equivalent to a master node would be having the Skywire miner, which is like the VPN. Oh, I, was I talking forgot. About. They're a bad example because they don't really do yeah, mining. So, yeah, so I mean, it's comparable because you will get paid in Skycoin for contributing to the Skywire ecosystem and like forwarding people's traffic on the network. So yeah, that is similar. And you would reserve a miner on their website to like join their mailing list. Um, so interesting. Yeah, yeah, but for other, it feels like an RPG. <laughs> That's why I said if it was like Zelda Breath of the Wild Instead of getting paid with rupees It's now different coins So I gotta figure out what each coin is And how I'm gonna get something Yo yeah. legit No yeah yeah. Satoshi was a gamer bro Had to be Had to be <laughs> He was he was making up games <laughs> Only because I'm thinking about Back when I used to download uh, You know when you used Like peer to peer stuff Like ISO Hunt was this website I used to use mm-hmm. and they used to, uh, No I didn't chat in the rooms I that's, just a downlo- different, that's a different peer I'm talking about the illegal yeah, downloading yeah. of things No not them peers I don't know them But uh, just <laughs> on ISO Hunt They used to tell you You know if you were download stuff And then you left it You know and uploaded a certain amount They would pay you in Bitcoin Then at the time I was like I don't know what any of this is I just want my bootleg movie Right <laughs> Look I All missed this out time. It's so freaking paid. interesting. So if you are, if you understood how mining works or blockchain technology, <laughs> look into it. If you're like a tech person, this is an incredible field. I don't, I totally think it's it's absolutely the future. I don't know if Bitcoin is the coin, but cryptocurrency is the future. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I definitely think it will be something digital because there's no reason to be using paper money when you can use something digital that's more efficient. Yeah. Uh, like it's going to happen eventually. It's just a matter of what what it's going to be. And I mean, with things like Apple Pay and, you know, we already are already headed. Shifting. Yeah, it's already yeah. shifting. So it kind of just makes sense that this is the direction we're going in. I'm already waiting for Apple to come out with their treasure version like the hardware to yeah, store your yeah. bitcoin watch right, watch yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's gonna happen Sand it now <laughs> you know they will because eventually store they'll come out with a new and iphone you, and then you bop you bop the little machine on the on the cab and pay with your bitcoin yep. your bip, you and it makes the noise <laughs> yeah and you and it's just like bing <laughs> watch I, know, Apple's I believe gonna you. have the they're gonna be the first ones Whole to make cute little like Vegas. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those situations where it comes with that Apple, um, the Bitcoin app on the Apple phone, on the iPhone when they release it. It'll right, be something like that. Yeah, like, like your Bitcoin wallet. Exactly, it'll already be a Bitcoin wallet when you have your iPhone. You know how you'll know? Here we go. It'll be bite marks in the Apple logo. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> that's how yeah. you know that phone can do it. Oh my God. <laughs> Apple bits. Are there any other questions that you guys had? No, I'm Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, okay, do you think that people should invest money in the altcoins? We already know about Bitcoin, but do you think it's necessary? Should people just pour their money into Bitcoin or should they actually invest in these altcoins? Because like you said, there's so many of them. We don't know what they, you know, if they're even going to come to the forefront. Bitcoin is just a popular one. It's spearheading the movement. But do you think it's worth it to go into these exchanges and pour money into the patient Tory or was it? You know, Mm -hmm. like, should we do that? Yeah, I definitely think it is worth it. Um, If you're going to get into crypto, um. If you once you start researching crypto, it's it's gonna happen to you eventually. Tell anyway. me about it. I'm already I'm down the rabbit hole, bro. As soon as you as soon as <laughs> you like, see Ethereum, fifty coins. <laughs> right. As soon as you as soon Did as you, I'm, I'm like, like I need this one. This one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it is. I'm not only is it, it looks like a good idea, but if you're trying to yield the fun. highest returns, yeah, yeah, and you learn a lot about you the do. ecosystem. And you learn a lot. I've learned more about money and investing. 
and technology in the yeah. past like three months than I have in my life. It happened wow. so fast. It's crazy. And it's something that you're at first, you're scared because you're like, I don't know what this is. And you don't want to put your credit card and attach it to Coinbase. And then once you do it, you feel okay about it. You're like, okay. <laughs> There's like stages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're nervous, scared. Then you do it and then you buy your little piece of Bitcoin and then you see how that shit flips in a week. <laughs> And you're like, right. is this real? You're like, what's and you, going on? Yeah, yeah, and then you wait another week and you're like, oh my God. And then you start freaking out. And the thing is, this isn't about getting rich quick. It's not. You're just investing, like we said, in the concept and the forward progression of the financial institutions. But I can't say it's fucking exciting to see your money growing so fast because this I'm using money. I took money from my savings. I was already just sitting there mm-hmm. getting very, very small percentage, right. you know, like on a monthly, yearly basis. And then you go on Coinbase and it's like probably what I would get in like 10 years Man. in a week. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And even even some of these altcoins, I mean, you are investing in a company. Like like Chris's company, Patientory, she goes to like startup events and she like speaks to different hospitals. So it's like she's up there with all these other re- regular startups. They might be getting listed as IPOs, but she's an ICO, it's initial coin offering. It's, it's a little bit different. But you are investing in companies if you if you really do your research and look into these altcoins. You're not just investing in, in nothing, in air. An ICO is what? What is the definition? So an ICO is an initial coin offering. Um, so an oh, I church. So this, this so there's a church segment, <laughs> the offering, right? <laughs> so <laughs> ICO is basically the company that's creating the coin. Yeah. So the ICO is like an so like an IPO gets listed um, like on the stock exchange, um, right. but an ICO is they'll have people um, buy their tokens. So they'll like release a white paper and release their idea. And then people will buy their tokens like before they actually start. Or they'll be developing, but they'll buy their tokens like before they get listed on an exchange. Mm-hmm. So the people that really believe in the project, they'll invest like prematurely, like early, and they'll get discounts for buying the token. So it's like people investing in our coin. <laughs> right. Before we right. list it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The TFZ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, hopefully... For those of you listening, like we said, it's such a tricky thing to explain because it's so new. It's so technical. Thank you, Zion, for trying to explain (laughs) it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time out trying to explain it because I know it's hard to, like, water it down so that we can figure it out. But hopefully those of you listening will research it. If anything, I am not telling you to invest in cryptocurrency but I am telling you to research it yourself and look into it beyond it just being, you know, tweets or people being fearful or whatever people are making up. Because a lot of the things people are saying, I'm pretty sure they never looked into it. It's right. just what they heard, yep. you know, or saw somewhere. And you can even watch there's a documentary on Netflix yep, about it um, yeah. called Bitcoin. So Definitely research that. There are tons of podcasts. There's a Crypto 101 podcast that I have found extremely useful because he has about 50 plus episodes at this point. Wow. Um, Might be even more. And he breaks down every little piece of cryptocurrency, everything from the wallets to the currency themselves, the coins. He interviews different ICOs. Um, So definitely listen to him if you want some advice on how to break that down. 
um, on how you know advice on on what you should be looking at, what you should you should be investing in. So check that out. The Joe Rogan yes. podcast with Andreas Antonopoulos is really interesting as well. I found that extremely helpful. Um, but yeah, just wanted to take away the fear by giving you guys some direct research <laughs> and. I have jumped into it. <laughs> I will be following suit. Right. <laughs> Shameless Maya, all my friends, we all have hella coins and we're very excited watching it grow. We're excited That's to be what contributing. I'm about. Yeah, we're excited to be contributing to this forward progression and it's just awesome. Like I'm excited. I wake up excited. I check my coins and yeah, shit. Yeah. Like it's cool. I'll tell you. <laughs> you know you gotta count your you. coins now. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta keep your coins in order. It's taking that phrase to a whole other level. For real. You know, so we just wanted to put this into your awareness. Is there anything else before we get out of here that you guys wanted to ask or add or no, just, I have more questions, but I think that's going to have to fall into yeah, a, a paid conversation. I'm going to go to tutoring, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck with it. Okay, absolutely, because yeah. I definitely do want to jump into this game. I don't want it to be something to pass me by, and I think it should be something that does not pass all of us by. So if you were confused about this conversation, like Fran was saying, I think that it's worth just taking the time out to do some more research and figure out what it is and get into the game. Yes, and the podcast I was trying to remember is called The Next Mil- The Next billion seconds by mark pesci and he has a podcast and it's called cryptocurrency and i think that of all the podcasts i've listened to that one broke it down like he is in this world but he's also a writer so he just has a really cool way of explaining shit and it was so helpful especially the blockchain technology Mm -hmm. he's the one that gave that analogy of it being like shoe boxes and daily transactions and just the way he broke it down would be really helpful so, yeah, thank you, Zion. Thank you very much, Zion. I wish you and your yes. coins much success. <laughs> yes. No pride, no pride. And thank you for taking the time out to break it down for us. And where can people find you if they need? Because, listen, following him on Twitter <laughs> is a game changer because he keeps me up to date on the coins. Where can people find you if they want to find information or have any questions? Uh, yeah, y'all can follow me on Twitter. Uh, what's my at? Oh. Crypto six. Please spell it. C L O U T C R Y P T O six. And that's zero or letter O? Yeah, zero, zero six. Zero six. And follow him. He posts charts so you can see the growth of the coins. He also <laughs> posts charts so you can see the drops of the coins. Uh, but it's all extremely helpful. And hopefully you guys are excited about this. I am. For sure. I am too. He got a gif up crypto walking on his Twitter account. (laughs) Oh my God. So thank you guys for listening. Crypto walking. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget about net neutrality. Please. Please text resist to 50409. And don't forget to sign up for your health care. The deadline is this Friday, healthcare.gov. And go ahead and get your Coinbase account. (laughs) (laughs) So you can get your coins together. Okay. (laughs) As always, we love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. No Bitcoin left behind. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.